Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. All right, Pastor Steve, I got a jingle for you. Tell, see if you can tell me what this is. I don't know. <laughs> like a good neighbor. Oh, like State Farm neighbor. is there. Yeah, State Farm is there. Not an endorsement or otherwise, but a jingle to remind us of what it means to be a good neighbor. And that's what we're going to talk about today on this episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, How to Be a Good Neighbor. Talking about living wise from the Proverbs in Proverbs chapter twenty, excuse me, chapter three, verse twenty-seven uh, through thirty, talks about how to be a good neighbor. But before I read this, Pastor Steve, I want to mention something. Um, we've talked about this before. We are launching River Community Church in just a couple of weeks here in August uh, in West Jordan, and I'm very grateful to have uh, your support, Redemption Hills support through this whole process. Um, it's been a pleasure and a joy to serve uh, alongside of you at Redemption Hill Church, and I'm excited about the multiplication of what we've learned and what we're seeing there at Redemption Hill now back into the community that we've lived for uh, over five years now, and we're excited about what God is doing and the people that he's brought together, but I'm also excited that we're still in Utah, we're still neighbors, we still get to do Shouts of Grace together. And so I just want to just say thank you very much um, for all that you've done in that. And it's our, and it's our pleasure. You know, there's a lot of, um, you know, uh, um, one of my old um, Bible teachers that I kind of grew up under um, would always say, blessed are the flexible, right? Mm -hmm. And and, because they won't be broken. And I think, you know, the flexibility that, that we kind of adopted when it came to church planting was, you know, we have a vision for, for this God, you know, what do you say? And, and he sends us somebody like yourself and we have to be a little flexible because it's like, okay, well, you know, well, we were planning over here, but God's giving you a vision over here. That, that's that's right. what it's about, you know? And so right. I think, I think our, our end goal is to expand the kingdom regardless mm-hmm. of what it is and um, regardless of what, what God, um, which direction God wants to go. And so I think that's a sign of a, of a mature Christian body is to say, where's God moving? Where's right. the wind blowing? Let's get behind it. And so it's, it's been a blessing to have you and, and your team and your family there. You guys have become great friends. And I think we're excited about the future and, and not only with, with river community, but just, um, you know, with redemption Hill and, and some of the things that, that have, that are getting ready to take place with, um, you know, a, a possible move into a, into a larger facility. We're kind of praying that those things kind of work themselves out. And yeah. so God's just, God's moving and God's doing a good thing. And we don't want to, we don't want to fall behind and we don't want to get ahead. We want to stay right. in stride. So yeah. we're excited. And, and flexibility has been the key word. I've learned a lot about flexibility in ministry and in life, uh, through this season. And I really appreciate having your, your friendship through it. So Proverbs chapter three, verse 27 says, uh, tells us how to be a good neighbor. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to do it. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come again. Tomorrow I will give it when you have it with you. Do not plan evil against your neighbor who dwells trustingly beside you. Do not contend with a man for no reason when he has done you no harm. You know, there there's uh, cultural seasons 
in in every you know people group. And one of the cultural seasons that seems to have been lost in our day and, and age is the whole idea of the front porch and the neighbors chatting across the fence. You know, the kids running through the yards and through the houses of the neighbors. You know, there 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 was a season that I grew up in where we were outside, we were with the neighbors, we were spending time, and people in our day and age have become more isolated. We're, we're even building, you'll notice a lot of these new developments, the houses are actually closer to each other, the yards are smaller, right? We're actually, our neighbors are physically located closer to us uh, in measures of 10, 12, and 15 feet instead of being, you know, a half acre away or a quarter acre away. But we seem to be more isolated. We seem to be more secluded as people, and we've lost the art of neighboring. We've we've lost the idea that God has even placed us in the house, in that neighborhood that we live in for purpose, and that we need other people, not just the church. Okay, I believe in the value of relationships in the church, and and we're pastors. We want people to be plugged into Christian community. But what about the community that you live in? How do we be a good neighbor to the people that are our physical, literal neighbors? And 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 uh, Solomon starts off with, don't withhold good from those to whom it is due, and when it is in your power to do it. And I might say, well, okay, what does that mean? Well, here's an example. Don't say to your neighbor, go and come again. Tomorrow I will give it when you have it with you. You know, if your neighbor needs to borrow the lawnmower... Let them borrow the lawnmower. If your neighbor is in need in help in a place of needing help, uh, don't withhold good. Don't tell them to come back later. And the way to bridge the gap, and I'm probably getting ahead of ourselves here, but the way to bridge the gap is what am I doing to reach out and just be good to my neighbor? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. What you hit on there, Keith, really for me is the crux of the Christian faith, right? Because hmm. James says something very similar, right? In James um, chapter 2, verse 15, he says, if a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warm and filled without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith without works is dead. Hmm. And so he's talking here about the demonstration of faith. And he says, what good is it, my brothers, if when someone says he has faith but has not works, right? The demonstration of our faith is seen in works, right, in what comes out of our life. It's not the means of our salvation. It's the demonstration of our salvation. Yes. And Jesus would say specifically on this point of neighbor that loving your neighbor as yourself is one of the greatest commandments, right? right. And so, so how... How then do we do we practically demonstrate the faith that we say we have in fulfilling what Christ says is one of the greatest commandments? And it is this practical um of a practical way of meeting needs of people, right? And 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 that doesn't always mean something physical. It doesn't always mean sometimes it might be an emotional need of someone, right? right? I, I think of, you know, just just uh, about two weeks ago, you know, our neighbors had um they 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 had, they had a baby and and I'm sitting there looking at their lawn you know and I'm I'm pretty particular about our lawn our lawn is like mowed short and it's edged and everything and and their lawn was was like out of control right and primarily because they're 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 busy they're they're busy with a young baby and everything and so we were out mowing our lawn one day and as I'm sitting there God just puts it upon my heart with my son Trevor go mow their lawn 
You know, so I said, told the driver, hey, grab the lawnmower and go mow their lawn. Now, I'm not doing that for for to get that a boys from man. I'm not going to, but it's it's the right thing to do. And then they came over, you know, when they saw it and they're like, oh man, thank you so much. Here, here Here's a pizza, right? <laughs> here's what we don't understand a lot of times, Keith, just simply being kind and yes. nice to our neighbors opens up a door for the gospel to be shared in ways that never would have been before. That's right. Right? Because so we have no idea who our neighbor is. We have no idea. You remember the story of the Good Samaritan, right? When when the the the, the religious people wanted to know, well, who's my neighbor? You know, d- 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 define for me who my neighbor is, Jesus. And so Jesus goes on and he tells them the story. And he says, hey, there was a man, he says, who fell amongst the thieves who was stripped and beaten and left for dead. Right? You guys, you know... I, th- I think of Keith. That that's the world around us. There's yes. a lot of people that have fallen amongst the thief, and they've been stripped, and they've been hurt, and they've been left for dead, and they're looking for someone to come along. And isn't it interesting that the first two people that came along should have been the first two people that helped them, both the priest and the Levite, right. and they walked around them. It wasn't until the Samaritan came that he took him, he put him on his own horse at his own expense. He took care of him. This is kindness, right? Yes. And I think that's the idea when we talk about living out our Christian faith is God is saying, how are you doing in the area of kindness to other people with no price tag attached to it? You know, you're not doing it so you can have an opportunity to share the gospel. You're doing it because they're made in the image of God. You love them. And God will open up opportunities for that type of ministry. That's right. It's it's returning to an attitude that is other-centered and not just self-centered. You know, Jesus, like you said it earlier, Jesus talked about fulfilling the law, you know, and, and there, are, there are the Ten Commandments, and there are the many laws that apply to the Ten Commandments, but Jesus boils it down to this, love, love God and love other people. And if you, if you have a hard time loving other people, do you really love God? And that, that is a challenge to me. So even my own Christianity is tested by whether or not I can just be good to people. And, and here's, here's a Christian attitude that we need to have um, of, of na- in, in the idea of dealing with our neighbors. There's a hospitality that we've been called to. We've been called to practice hospitality. I remember growing up um, at a church in Hawaii when I was a kid, and it was very hard to live in Hawaii. Actually, it wasn't. But when we were in Hawaii, this pastor had a Bible, and it was misprinted. And it, it said, practice hospitality, period. Practice hospitality, period. And he always thought that it was kind of like that scripture that says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Like, he, he, he didn't realize that everybody else's Bible only said practice hospitality once. And so when he finally, when it finally dawned on him that he had a misprint in his Bible, he realized that that really was God's, God delivered that Bible to him <laughs> specifically because he, he, he would rather be isolated in the sense that he, he can do things by himself with his family, you know, just enjoy life, doesn't need other people. But God was challenging him to practice hospitality, and that is both welcoming people into our lives, but also being willing to bring the spirit of hospitality into other people's lives, you know, because there are other people like that who are isolated by choice, by circumstance. And the reality is, is that we need other people. Um, to to live out our faith with, and we need other people to challenge and to sharpen us. Before we get to the break, one area that I want to encourage people, and we can talk more about this on the other side, is do you have friends? Do you have neighbor-type relationships, practically in your neighborhood, but also just with other people, maybe at work, who who believe nothing like you believe, they don't think like you think, 
They don't have the same values that you have. Do you have relationships where just doing good is something that you should be practicing with them? That's a challenge. Do you have Mm. those kind of relationships? Because he says here, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to do it. Who is deserving of good things? I would say everyone is. Everyone is deserving of kindness. Everyone has a need to be affirmed, to be loved, to be accepted, to be forgiven when they do things wrong. Everyone needs relationship, and that's what this boils down to. It boils down to relationship. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airways with good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. Okay, Pastor Steve, have you ever had that neighbor? <laughs> Do I even need to finish? No, have you ever you had don't. that neighbor? You don't. And and I'll tell you what. Um, before I answer that, let me let me kind of go off of something you said um, before the break. You know, a lot of times, I think as we interact with people, one of the objections or one of the complaints I've often heard, and I know you've heard this um, in churches, is people will say, "Well." I I feel like there's clicks here. I feel like, you know, there's um I I can't get close to people because they, you know, they don't like me or they don't, you know, in in Proverbs 18:24, this is this is something that's it's real important. It says he who wants friends must first be friendly, right? And 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 I think Keith, you know, like I think of my wife. Like my wife is friends with everybody. She just walks into a room and she just talks to everyone and she's just kind to everyone and and, and, you know, she looks at people in the eye and she makes them feel like when they're talking, they're important. You know, I, I, I struggle in that area because, because, you know, I just, I don't, I, I have to struggle to look at people in the eye, you know, and sometimes people's first impression of me is, wow, this guy's kind of a jerk, you know, once they get to know me, I hope that changes. But, but, you know, she's just really good at that. And because of that, she, because of her friendliness, she draws people in mm. and she's she's got friends, right? I don't right. think of anybody that, that has anything against her. And so I, I think first and foremost is if we're willing to be friendly, that re- literally disarms a lot of the problems that we have. So yeah. when we have that neighbor or when we have that coworker, when we have somebody who just grinds us and they're just like, man, is this person happy? Is this person, this person seems miserable. You know, I think a lot of times what douses the flame of that is somebody who just pours kindness on them yeah. and they're just, they're not judging them. They're not correcting them. They're just loving them. And it starts to really disarm them and it pulls their, their guard down and you can watch God do a, do a cool work and stuff like that. Yeah. Solomon makes two points about ways that we interact with our neighbor here in chapter three, verse 29. These are ways that we can learn. He says, do not plan evil against your neighbor who dwells trustingly besides you. So one of the positive ways to, to build relationship is to build trust you know, think about it. Somebody moves into your neighborhood, they look at your lawn, they look at your car, maybe they see you walk outside and say, you know what, I think I could live next to these people. You really haven't met you, but they end up spending $347,000 on that house to live next to you. Okay. They have made a choice to trust their safety, their peace to a neighbor they barely know. So don't plot evil against them, especially if you're mad at them. Do not contend with a man for no reason when he has done you no harm. You know, there are people 
And if you're listening to this and this is you, you need to stop it. You are contentious. Mm. You are just looking to pick a fight. That's right. You know, and so stop it. Stop picking fights with people. That's right. You know, you are, you are, you are offending people in a way that God is paying attention to. That's right. And, and what you reap, you will sow that, or what you sow, you will reap that will come around to you again. But, but that, that issue of trust, you know, sometimes a neighbor will do something or not do something. You know, somebody that you work with, you know, in your office, they'll say something or they'll forget something. And we tend to project motives upon it, right? We, we, we provoke or we, we project like they just don't like me or they, they're out to get me or they're just a mean person. And a lot of times people are dealing with their own stuff, yeah, right? And things happen and they say things that they could have done better at saying or or they neglect something they should have had taken care of. And the reaction sometimes is, well, how do I get even? Right. You know, how do I prove? Do not, and he says, do not plan evil against your neighbor because they do, dwell trustingly beside of you. How many wars, how many conflicts, how many, how many relationships mm. have been destroyed just because two people thought evil of That's one right. another when the reality was, I'm just, I'm just living here next to you, hoping that you don't rob my house. You know, yeah. I'm just, I'm just here trying to do my best, you know? Yeah. So, so trust is such an important factor and we have to be really careful to do what we can to build that trust and right. protect that trust. You know, here's a good example. When when we first moved to Utah, you know, there's obviously a dominant religious culture here, right? And and there's things that are precious to that religious culture. And and one of those things is, you know, really kind of honoring Sunday and not yes. doing any work and not going outside and kind of having a peaceful time at home. Now, now obviously for me, you know, in 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 my religious um, beliefs, I, you know, as, as being evangelical, I believe that, you know, every day is a Sabbath and I'm free to, to, you know, to, to live, you know, every, every day with the freedom of Christ. But one of the things that happens when we first moved here is I had a friend who, who, um, said, yeah, he goes, you know, I, I know they want, you know, people want to kind of relax on Sunday, but I mow my lawn on Sunday. And I just, you know, and, and I thought, oh, okay. And, and there was a guy that came out and said, Hey, I just feel like you're being disrespectful or whatever. Oh, I don't care. And that's my, and, and, and there was this contentiousness. Mm. There was this contention that existed. And one of the things that we had decided early on is, you know what? We're in a place if the predominant culture but believes that they want to have this time. I'm not going to mow my lawn on the weekend. I'm not going to. I'm going to. I'm going to give them that out of respect, yeah. right? Now, now I don't. You know, I'm not saying that something that everybody has to do, but for us, it was a way of saying, look, you know, we, we we don't agree with you on everything, but but if this is something that you that you hallow and you feel is important, then hey, we respect you as a neighbor. Right. Well, we're not going to go out and, and outside of your, you know, as you're laying on your couch trying to trying to honor what you believe to be the Sabbath day. Right. Then, then you know, so so here's what that does, though, Keith. It 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 really kind of solicits this this um this this involvement in each other's lives as neighbors, because there is a trust because they realize, Hey, I'm not out here to say, forget you, you know, you know, do what I do. I'm here to say, look, even if I don't agree with you, I'm going to honor you and respect you in the areas that I can. Right. And so I think, I think those are practical ways that, that we can look at our neighbors and go, how, how can I help you, you know, um, be, be in a place where, where there, there's peace with us, sort of speak, right. you know, well, here in the last few minutes, let's talk about a couple of practical ways that we can build, those relationships with the neighbors, I think the first thing, and you've just articulated, is strike up a conversation and get to know your neighbor, you know, the one across the street next door or the one in your office or wherever you go. You know, get to know them. Spend time actually listening to what they value. And if you can respect what they value, you don't have to 
necessarily have the same level of value towards that. Right. But you're saying that I value you as a person. I care about you enough as a person that if that's important to you, then I am going to respect that. I'm going to honor that in you because I care for you as a person. Right. Um, another way, and this is one of the most challenging ways sometimes, is why don't you just start praying for them? Mm. It, one, the best way we can do good for someone else to be a good neighbor is to pray for them, especially mm. if there's a contention, especially if there's a disagreement, especially if there's something that just puts puts you off. You know, they 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 mow the lawn one strip too far into your yard, you know, and now it looks uneven where the grasses meet. You know, mm. you know, silly things like that. The dog uses your yard instead of you know their yard. You know, those are the kind of areas where where we'd be tempted to react, tempted to get even, tempted to plot against our neighbor, as as he says here in Proverbs three. Instead, I'm going to pray for my neighbor. Or what are some other things that we could do, Pastor Steve, to demonstrate, um, you know, doing good to our neighbor? Yeah, I think I think you know we we have friendships with our neighbors. You know, mm-hmm. we 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 go to you know we we go to sporting events for their kids. You know, we. Um, we have dinners with them, right. you know, um, we don't agree on everything, but you know what? It's relationships, right. you know? And, and I think, I think when you, when you pull down the barrier of exclusionary thought processes where I'm here and, and I'm going to, you know, and they got to come to me and rather than realize, you know what, I'm going to go out to them and I'm just going to be a friend and I'm going to, I'm going to invite them over for dinner. I'm going to invite three or four of them over for dinner at a time. You know, we're gonna. I'm gonna have a movie night in my backyard with the screen, the screen projector, and I'm gonna invite all the neighbors. You know, I mean, our our house is the hangout house, right? And 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 people come flying through our doors all the time, and I'm like, who are you? You know, it's just it's just the, it's the place where because people feel welcome, right? Mm-hmm. And if and if you stand out there all the time, and you just got this this real you know snide look, and you're angry, and you're upset, and you're this exclusionary person, no one's gonna come and hang out, right? right? And God can do a lot of things through relationship. That's right. A lot of things. There might be healing that needs to take place. There might be correction that needs to take place. There, you know, whatever. But it it all starts with you simply realizing, man, I'm going to be a friend, and I'm not going to be this 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 pompous, you know, religious person that snubs their nose at everybody because they don't maybe not see things the same way or whatever. And so I think just again, just being friendly practically opens up a lot of doors. That is so true. You know, Jesus is our best example of that. You know, Jesus spent time with people that were not religious. So they were That's not right. believers. They their their attitudes towards God were very aloof. But and he would be accused. You know, he hangs That's out right. with sinners. He hangs out with drunks. He hangs out with prostitutes. He he, he must be one of them. That's right. You know, and and if that was Jesus's mentality, if he was able to go into that environment and to be untouched by sin but to be an influence. You know, God has called us to follow in the footsteps of Jesus when it comes to relating with other people. And I think we need to get outside of our comfort zone. We need to turn off the television. We need to open the shades. We need to look outside and say, hey, there is a world out there that God wants me to reach, and it starts right here in my neighborhood. So be a good neighbor, like a good neighbor, (laughs) be present, reach out, be hospitable, be friendly, Go the extra mile, and and when your neighbor is living next to you in a relationship of trust, do everything you can to protect that trust. And when they come and they ask you for something, do not withhold good, because by doing good, Jesus said, we glorify our Father who is in heaven, and we open up the door for the gospel. So go 
and be a good neighbor. Amen. All right. Amen. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. Practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. That's ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. At ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastors Steve and Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church located in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.